And it's not all about the money. I mean, you hear that all the time. Money, money can't buy happiness. And it really takes making the money to realize that. And once you're there, you realize like, hey, I still have this empty feeling. I guess it's not about the money. But when you don't have it, all you can focus on is the money. When you get it, that's when you realize there's other things to life that are more important probably to you. Welcome to the Clear Choices Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Eigner. And it is my unique privilege to bring you intriguing conversations with people who have made the bold choices necessary to elevate their lives and create a positive impact on the world. By hearing their stories, I hope you walk away more motivated and more inspired to do the same in your life. Because we all have choices to make. My goal is to help inspire you to make more conscious and powerful choices, clear choices. Now let's get started. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you're a fan of the show, make sure you leave a review, rate the show, and share it on social media. It does a, a great deal to help us build our audience. And by the way, if you like some of the guests that you've heard and you have some ideas on others that might be a great fit, please email me directly at rob at robeigner.com. That's R-O-B at R-O-B-A-I-G-N-E-R.com and uh, send me some guest ideas. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Hello, Clear Choices listeners. Another great guest on our show today is sure to inspire and motivate you. I have Chris Bello, who's a college graduate uh, that quit his corporate job after three years wanted to take hold of and reins of his life and write his own story. After struggling with one side hustle after another, he went all in on residential real estate, where he's quickly caught momentum. He's also the host of a top-rated business podcast, the Entrepreneur Motivation Podcast, where he documents his journeys and interviews incredible guests. His motto is, less dreaming, more doing. You can find him at chrisbello.com. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thanks so much for having me, Rob. Great to be here. Pleasure. So let's start with the end. You know, uh, I don't often interview a fellow podcaster. So how is it, you know, you're a young guy. How, how is it that you have a, what seems to be a quite a prolific podcast? Yeah, I appreciate you uh, asking. So I've been podcasting for over three years now, decided to document the journey, get my story out there and just stay consistent. And I've seen a lot of growth over the last few years. Maybe it was the title of the show. Maybe it's been a combination of the guests. Honestly, I'm not sure what's attributed to the growth, but I'm currently at around 50,000 monthly downloads and growing. Um, it's been a really great opportunity to connect with entrepreneurs such as yourself. And it's been a very great platform for me to just get better as a public speaker from doing over 200 episodes. That's fantastic. So, so you know, we'll talk a little bit more about some of your favorite guests and what you've learned from it. But uh, I'm curious you know, what caused you to do it? You know, you're, you're a relatively short time in the real estate business. Is, is podcasting something that you see as, a, as a, an income vehicle for you and something that you really want to build to a, a high level? Yeah, I definitely see it as a way of connecting with people I wouldn't have otherwise connected with, whether people in the audience or guests that I talk to on the show. I've already closed a few real estate deals from guests that I've interviewed from my market in Houston. Um, so I've already seen the you know $10,000 commission checks come up from something where I don't even make a pitch. I connect with them. Three months later, hey, Chris, I'm buying a house. 
you're the person we thought of, obviously, because you have the podcast and unique ways of marketing that others don't. Um, so whether buying or selling, I'm able to help. And it's really cool to see, haven't quite figured out how to monetize or get sponsors and whatnot, but the connections have been so invaluable. Not to mention, I almost get free coaching when I get to talk to someone for an hour and ask them questions. I mean, I've spoken to Dean Graziosi, for example. He's a partner with Tony Robbins. That's access to people I'd have to pay thousands of dollars to to ask questions to, and I get to do it for free since I'm a podcast host. Sure. So, so when you when you think of all the guests you've had, because 200 is quite a quite a, a, a dizzying array already. Has there been someone or a few people that you can talk about that really stood out to you in terms of people you want to model, people that you've learned from, people that you feel like maybe had the biggest impact on your own audience? Yeah. So I know Dean Graziosi is one of the bigger names and that was a short episode. I think about 25 minutes, he was pretty packed on time, um, had a lot in his schedule, but that was super impactful for me. That was one that really stands out because he was giving me coaching and saying, whether it's one person or a thousand people, someone out there needs to hear your message. And I think it was very empowering for me to hear because many people in the audience that I speak to, or even myself, we sometimes wonder, do we really have a message worth sharing, right? Do people care about our story? If I post something, does someone want to hear what I did today? And it's very powerful to hear that even if you impact one person positively, that person may be going through a divorce or struggling or not believing in themselves and you're able to positively impact them if they hear your message is extremely empowering. And so that was one that really stood out. Uh, I just spoke to someone yesterday. I, I've been doing several podcast interviews and I literally write down notes and I can give you some of the nuggets. I think I wrote one or two pages of notes from our conversation. And let's see, I, I just want to share one big takeaway that I had personally that I wrote down. She was talking about boulders, big rocks, and pebbles. And this was Anna Dearman Cornick. I believe she's based out of uh, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And she said, the boulders are the non-negotiable things. Just think about a boulder. You can't even push it. It's too big. Those are the non-negotiables. Reading your kid a bedtime story, winding down by 7 o'clock PM. The big rocks, they're important for your business or your life, but you can move them around as you need on your calendar. Mm-hmm. And then the pebbles, those are all those little things, laundry, you know, meal prepping, you got to kind of do them, but they're not really important at the end of the day. You can manage around those and you can move them around. So <laughs> I have not had any podcast that I've regretted doing. If that answers your question, everybody has something worth worth sharing and learning. And I constantly find myself writing down notes. It's just constant training. So no, and I really appreciate that. So, you know, obviously the name of my show is Clear Choices. And so the, the goal is really to convey to the audience how they can, you know, make better or different choices that'll propel their their life forward more. So, you know, when you're doing all these interviews uh, and you're writing down all these notes and you're hearing all these compelling stories, how do you put them into action in your life? How do you make the choice to put it into action? Great question. And that's one thing a lot of entrepreneurs run into is they learn too much. They take too many notes, read too many books. They don't implement And so I really am working on my note-taking skills instead of writing everything down like I used to. I'm trying to write down those key nuggets, the things that make me go, aha. If I can write down every aha moment, basically my notebook is consisting of aha moments and I can just connect the dots a lot more quickly, find that one nugget from a podcast interview or from a book that I'm reading that I can implement immediately. There may be 50 great ideas, but if I have one that's excellent that I implement immediately, 
that's all I need to get to the next level. So I'm constantly looking for what is that one thing I can do? The one thing by Gary Keller, what is the one thing I can do right now such that by doing it, everything else is unnecessary or not even important anymore. I love that. So let me ask you this. What's your one thing for this year? You know, we just we just crossed the new year. And uh, a question, I'm a coach. Uh, I One of the questions I asked my clients uh, at the beginning of the year wasn't, you know, what's your new year's resolution? But my question was, what's going to be different in 2021 that's going to make the biggest difference uh, helping you get towards your goals versus last year? So what's your that's answer to that? Question. Yeah. So I've been, I just had a call with a therapist I meet with every two weeks this morning and I've, I've been working and struggling through clarity. You know, what do I really want? Before I thought it was closing more transactions a month. And then I got to a point where I was satisfied, but it wasn't quite fulfilling. You know, I'm hitting the numbers, I'm doing okay in real estate, but I want it to be more than just a transactional feeling. Um, and actually my goal this year was lowered from last year because I want less, but better. I want to help more people higher quality clients and transactions instead of doing a lot of little investment stuff, for example. So for real estate, I literally have my goals all dialed in. I'd like to help 24 people buy or sell properties this year in the $500,000 price point. Um, that's my real estate goal. My podcast, I'd love to grow that to 100,000 downloads per month. Mm -hmm. That's my podcast goal. And I also have a real estate course that I've been working on um, selling to real estate agents and I'd like to help 12 agents transform their business, get out of the business instead of working in it, work on it, automate their lives, have systems in place, and just continue to build a business that they truly enjoy. And so part of that for me was doing less than I initially planned for. Last year, I wanted to do 35 transactions in the year, found that I was getting very busy. I wasn't able to enjoy my free time. I was constantly checking emails, texts, and whatnot. And what's more important to me is having that lifestyle balance and freedom. I didn't want to have to go on vacation again like I did last year. I went to Colorado, had to answer the phone and get on calls for hours every day. I had two closings when I was gone and it was all relying on me. And I, I realized that's not what I want. Yeah. So what I'm hearing, you know, at first I heard a lot of goals, which is great that you have that clarity. But then what I'm really hearing is that the, the, the life balance and quality of life is really the, the thing that's going to be different. Absolutely. So, so that less is more sort of concept and having, having more enjoyment, having more balance will then ultimately lead to more success. Right. And it's not all about the money. I mean, you hear that all the time. Money, money can't buy happiness. And it really takes making the money to realize that. And once you're there, you realize like, hey, I still have this empty feeling. I guess it's not about the money. But when you don't have it, all you can focus on is the money. When you get it, that's when you realize there's other things to life that are more important probably to you. Have you ever thought about hosting your own podcast? This episode of Clear Choices is brought to you in partnership with Libsyn, powerful podcast hosting, the podcast hosting distribution and monetization platform since 2004. Use promo code CHOICES and you can get over one month of free services. Go to Lipson.com, promo code CHOICES. Yeah, well, I, uh, I remember I saw a documentary and it, it might have been called Happiness or the Happiness Project or something to that effect. And they, they did some research showing that in America anyway, that you know once you hit a threshold of around $75,000 of income, the quotient of happiness that one experiences with incremental income 
goes up very little because that $75,000 level is kind of where your basic needs are met, food, housing, et cetera. And, uh, and more money doesn't make you incrementally more happy. Definitely. That's very interesting to hear because, I mean, you think about people who make a million dollars a year, you're like, they have to be happier than me if I'm only making 50. But it's interesting that it's so incremental that ultimately, yeah, you can cry in a Ferrari if you've got money. But if you're not happy with where you are now, when you don't have the money, you're not going to be happy when you get all those things and you hit the goals that are monetary or financial. Exactly. So tell me, what what attracted you? You know, you 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 in your bio, I read that you know you started in some corporate work, then you jumped around from job to job, and now you're attracted to an entrepreneurial kind of work environment, being in real estate, and also you're attracted to interviewing entrepreneurs. So what's the attraction? Yeah, so I've always been extroverted. I've been a people person. I love talking to people about their dog Fluffy for thirty minutes. You know, I can go in any direction. I probably got that from my dad. I mean, my dad would be the person at the grocery store who could talk to some random stranger for 20 minutes about nothing. And before I used to think like, who has the time? Like, why are you spending all your time talking to this random person? But now it's just interesting to hear other people's stories, their journeys. You can take lessons from anybody who has a different background, maybe has different experiences than you, has worked in a different company entirely, or maybe they're already self-made entrepreneurs that have been building their own business. And so learning stories, kind of like I mentioned before, selfishly, I get to find the answers to questions that I have from people that are where I want to be. And so as I'm working daily, basically all I focus on these days are asking better questions because you get better answers. And so every day I'm, I'm learning which question should I ask next? Is this guest the right person to answer this question that I have or that someone in my audience has that can help them break through to the next level? Because oftentimes we only see what we can see, what is our reality, what we understand. Things that are the answers that we need may be invisible to us until someone opens our eyes to the possibilities. Yeah, it's the it's the beauty of having a mentor. It sounds like your your podcast is your global mentor almost. Absolutely. And I get a different mentor every day, sometimes conflicting advice. So I have to take everything with a grain of salt, but you're asking people for advice on things they've actually done, which is a huge thing that I teach is don't take advice from anyone who hasn't done what, what it is that you want to do. Cause I love my parents, but the only house they ever bought was the house that they own. I can't ask them about investing in real estate, for example. Right. So as much as I love them, as great as they are, they're not going to be the best person to get advice from in terms of buying properties, acquiring rentals, growing my wealth that way. Yeah. They might, they might have opinions, but they don't necessarily have the expertise. Yes. And a lot of people take advice from people who are close to them, who have no qualifications in that field. And I get it. It's difficult. You grew up thinking your parents are right about everything. And now you have to accept the fact that, Hey, at a certain level, we are all working to get better at everything in our lives, but find the experts in each thing. I'm not going to go to a personal trainer and ask them about real estate. I'm not going to ask my real estate person about personal training. They may be good at two things. They may be fit and great at real estate, but find the experts in each field, right? You wouldn't want to do your own tax. Most likely you have a CPA, you have a professional who does that for you. Yeah, absolutely. So you'd mentioned earlier that you have, uh, you're, you're creating or have created a program to coach and support others in achieving their success. So talk a little bit more about that, how it works and what it looks like. Absolutely. So 
I've been working in real estate, of course, trying to become that expert and trying has turned into actually becoming somewhat of an expert in the field in terms of my results are speaking for themselves. At first, I wasn't an expert in anything. I was just trying to sell something. I didn't know what to sell. What was my pitch? And now that I have obtained some sort of expert status and credibility within real estate and people are seeing four plus closings a month um, consistently, multiple times in a row, it can't be a fluke at that point, right? It's like, okay, my systems are working. What I'm doing is working. The self-development, the questions, it's all working. And I'm big on productivity. And so I packaged it together and I figured, why don't I offer this to real estate agents since I can speak that language? I am a real estate agent. I work in real estate. Let me focus on that market so that I can speak the same language, understand their fears and their struggles and help them to break through, like I mentioned earlier, to work on the business, not just in the business. Too many of us create a job for ourselves when we get into something we think we're going to love and it ends up being our nightmare that we can't get, we can't escape, right? And so I want to make sure that people build it correctly from the beginning in a way that they're not the bottleneck every step of the way. So talk, talk to us more about that. What, what is the common thing that creates that bottleneck? So the common thing that creates the bottleneck from what I found is not being able to let go of the reins. As entrepreneurs, many of us like to have control of everything. And we think that that means we have to do everything ourselves. What we need to realize is that we have to learn to let go, to delegate, to put people in charge of certain things so that they can do it oftentimes better than we can. For example, like I mentioned, I've done my podcast for over three years. For the first two years, I was editing my podcast. I was creating a thumbnail. I was spending 30 minutes creating a thumbnail in Canva and whatnot, just because I had been so busy in it that I never took the time to step back and actually find an assistant to make me the thumbnails. I quote unquote, never made, I never had the time, but really I never made the time to do those what, things. Did you do, were you reluctant to spend the money to hire someone too, or were you just not aware that you were wasting that much time? It was a little bit of everything, I guess, because I, I studied supply chain. And so I, I'm big on outsourcing and delegating and creating systems. But part of me was having that struggle of, well, I know what I want to cut out. I know what I want to keep in. How is it, you know, VA may keep some audio in there that I would have deleted, for example. And so I was really hesitant to let go of the reins. And I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it was part of the money as well. Like, why should I pay for something that's not really making me money yet? But at the same time, it was costing me so much time because I'd be here on a Sunday night recording and editing and creating a thumbnail. Even if it was just a 15-minute episode, it was taking an hour long of time. Easily. Now with the systems and the teams, and I have people who make thumbnails better than I could ever imagine, and I don't even care to become good at making thumbnails. It's not my zone of genius. I am literally, I think I have two months of content already recorded. I've got eight or nine episodes in the pipeline Thumbnails are getting created. Podcasts are getting edited. All I'm doing is coming up with a, a nice little caption for social media and sharing it, tagging the other person, and that's it. You're doing the stuff that you enjoy. Yeah, I'm doing the stuff that I enjoy. Yeah, now, I, I'm. I'm. You know, substantially older than you. I. I think by looking at you on the screen here, and I. Uh, I will say I at least learned that lesson when I decided to start a podcast. I'm like, I'm not doing any of this, this, or this. So all, all I do is what we're doing right now, that, which is the part I enjoy. Absolutely. And you should do that. I mean, with anything, it, it's difficult sometimes. I mean, like I mentioned, the parents thing, how you grew up, the scarcity mindset. And again, love my parents to death, but oftentimes some of their advice conflicts with a lot of the abundance mentality things and the 
success principles, for example, like don't, don't do all these different things that you can just outsource so you can focus on your zone of genius. What do you love to do? If I love interviewing people, that doesn't mean I have to do all these other things, right? And if I love real estate, I shouldn't have to be writing up all my own contracts and following up with the title company all by myself. I can have help to do that for me. So let's talk about that. So you, you, know, you talked about some you know, limited framework maybe that was part of your upbringing, which is true for all of us. Yes. Um, so, so talk to us about the choices, the consciousness that you've created for yourself to overcome that. So it was a little bit difficult at first because, I mean, you're going through childhood and everything. Your parents are always right. You go to them for help on homework. And then at a certain level, I can't remember, maybe it was sixth or seventh grade, I started to realize you know, my parents don't even know the answers to these math problems. And my mom's fluent. She's uh, Hispanic. She's from Mexico. She speaks Spanish and English, but she wasn't able to really help me on the Spanish homework at a certain level. And I was like, huh, like I thought they knew everything, right? I thought that they were the go-to, but it started to make sense to me that we're all learning, we're all getting better, but I have to seek out the people who are experts in that field. And while I didn't quite make that connection, I do remember back then, like, oh, like I'm having to figure out my own math homework. My dad doesn't know what the heck's going on on here. Now I know clearly that no matter who it is, no matter how close they are, best friend, family member, cousin, do they actually know what they're talking about in the area you're seeking expertise? And now it's just a black and white thing. I'm like, hey, have you ever done this? No? Okay, well, I can't take your advice on it because it's it's just an opinion. I'm sorry. And it's like, it's not personal. I don't want to hurt any feelings, but I essentially don't want to hear your opinion if you've never done anything on that thing. And I will also tell people, hey, I know you're asking me for advice on this thing, but to be honest, I've never done it. So this is what I think, but I have no clue, right? So it, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. I love that. And um, how, how, you know, you're, you're obviously able to very much articulate your goals and vision around things, but how, how documented are all these things in your life? So, you know, you've got, you know, it sounds like you've got your real estate practice, you've got a successful podcast, you know, you want to be investing in real estate and et cetera. So how, how well drawn out are these, uh, these visions that you have? That's a great question. I just pulled up my dashboard. I have a, I, it's called Chris Bello real estate dashboard, but it's really a life dashboard it tracks everything. I even track how many times I change the kitty litter because otherwise I would forget. (laughs) And so I have my real estate deals on one tab. I can see everything that's pending. I know how much money I'm going to be making and when I'm making it deals in the pipeline. I have a podcast dashboard to track the downloads, the growth, how many shows am I being interviewed on? How many interviews am I doing? I have a life dashboard, which shows my self-development. It's all in pivot tables and charts How many times have I done a morning routine this year? How many times have I fasted? I get very granular. How many pages am I reading? I know how many pages I read last year. I can can show you or I can bring it up right now. I read 7,078 pages last year and I can even find the books. It's all the data is here of the books that I read, which days, how many books was I reading at the same time, doctor appointments, everything. So I have my goals outlined, very specific, very clear. I even have my vision written out. So every morning I review all of these different things on top of a daily journal, which I've been doing since 2018. So I think September 2018 is when I started that. And I have two full years as of the date of this recording of journals. I can read what happened today, two years ago, what happened today, one year ago, 
And then I write my new journal. I'm like, huh, two years ago, I was about to get my license and I was struggling and I was thinking about driving for Uber. Now I have 70,000 in commission in the pipeline set to close past option period that I'm just waiting to collect on. And it's amazing to just track the progress. So what gets measured gets managed. I think Peter Drucker had said that before, and I'm very data-driven. I have everything, like I mentioned, pages read today, this morning, which book I read, very granular, and I can track and see, am I on track to do my goals at this rate? Do I need to pick up the pace? And in some areas I do, in some areas I'm on track to hit those goals by the end of the year at the pace that I'm on. So that's, that sounds, you know, impressive and I love it. And I, I coach to that and, uh, you know, expect that of myself and others uh, on my team. And I'm sure for a lot of listeners, it sounds overwhelming and highly (laughs) accountable and, oh my God, I'm measuring how many cups of water I'm drinking or whatever. So how do you, how do you make that not feel like a uh, drudgery? So I actually just shared this on my story the other day, or I might've done a live video talking about just that. If I were to show this spreadsheet to anyone, it's overwhelming. It has a lot of things. I'm tracking so many different things. It seems crazy. But all of these things really started as individual ideas or tools. I started one thing at a time, right? I read a book called The Miracle Morning. You're probably familiar with it by Hal Elrod. And that changed my life in terms of the morning routine. It talks about you know silence, affirmations, Um, the savers method, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. So that changed my morning routine right there. I commit an hour a day to that morning routine and I haven't missed it in over two years or something like that. I have it, but it's on another Google sheet. I finally consolidated into an Excel file, but I started off with one thing at a time. I used to have a five minute morning routine. I meditated for a minute. I did 10 pushups and 10 jumping jacks to get the blood flowing. And it's evolved over time. I've started tracking how much I read. I start tracking how much water I drink. But if you build systems as well, like I have a gallon of water and I refill my blender bottle all day from the gallon. So visually, I don't have to think about it. I just know I need to finish the gallon by the end of the day. And it makes it easier because now I'm not stressed. Oh, wait, was this the third bottle I'm drinking or the fourth? I'm not even tracking it. I had my gallon filled up from last night next to my desk. So I was ready to go. So I hope that kind of answers the question of just start where you're at identify what's important to you. What do you think really matters to you most? Water's important, so you may want to drink enough, but whatever those goals are, business or personal, write them down, put them in a place where you're not going to forget about them, review them, and then check in from time to time. Maybe they're not really your goals and you can adjust and course correct as needed. All right. So I have two, I have two uh, final questions. Uh, one is when you're off track, when you're not accountable to your goals or off track from your goals, what's, what, what do you do to compensate? So when you're off track from your goals, that's something that I'm kind of struggling with right now. I have one of my tabs where I have all the different activities that I believe are important that I think move the needle. But as you know, for example, for podcasts, I'm not sure how many downloads more I'm going to get from doing five more podcast interviews on other shows. All I know is that I can control what I can. And if what I'm doing is not working or resulting in the outcome that I want, I may need to talk to some mentors or ask for feedback. Hey, am I focusing on the right stuff? Should I do more podcast interviews or should I just do more solo episodes or should I do speaking engagements? Is that what's going to grow my audience? Mm -hmm. And again, going to people who know, who have built the audience, who have what you want, 
they're going to be able to advise you better than your friend who doesn't even have an Instagram account who has five followers, maybe. Right. Yeah. It goes right back to that, you know, leveraging yourself through expertise of others. Yes. Yes. And then, and then my last question is, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at your website as we're talking and, you know, I see you have some great resources, including uh, recommended books. So what's a, what's a book that you've recently read that you're like, that's a game changer for me. My favorite book from 2020 and my favorite book that I can think of recently was Essentialism by Greg McCown, I believe. I don't know if I pronounce his last name, but have you read that book, Essentialism? I have not. So it just really was a great reminder to focus on the vital few, you know, the Pareto principle, vital few instead of the trivial many. I am one of those people who has FOMO, fear of missing out. I hate saying no to opportunities. If I would skip a networking event before COVID, I would be like, what if I met a person there who could have been a new client or a new partner? And I'm sitting at home angry that I didn't go, right? So understanding that when you say yes to everything, you say no to things that are probably very important to you. That helped me to say no to way more things. Basically, anything that comes my way, I have a filter. I look at my goals. I think about what's important to me. Does that thing align with it? If not, I say no. I don't feel bad about it. I let them know politely, hey, I'm glad you want me to be a co-host of your new podcast, but I'm focused on my own podcast. I don't have time to be a co-host on your podcast. My podcast is taking off and I'm going to focus on it 100%, 120% if possible. And so essentialism helped me to realize that say yes to the things that truly matter to you, but to do that, you have to be very clear and define what's important to you. Love it. I love it. All right. So um, in closing, anything else you want to share with the audience? You've certainly helped, uh, I think, my listeners get a sense of, uh, of how to make you know, better choices in alignment with uh, your message. Anything else you want to share that we didn't talk about? Thank you. So I would love to share my tagline for my podcast, which is less dreaming, more doing. It's something that stood out to me when I first started, and I've still held true to that. A lot of people like to dream and think about all the things that they could do and, oh, I would love to do that one day. Why not just do it today, right? Especially with everything going on in the world. It's just a reminder that nothing's guaranteed. Everything can change. If there's something you've been waiting on doing, if you want to go skydiving, set it up for this weekend. If there's great weather, go ahead and do that. Um, And don't wait for your goals because otherwise you're going to be sitting there saying, oh, I should have gotten into real estate or I wish I had invested in properties or I wish I started a podcast. Instead of saying, I wish, I wish, I wish, say, I did, I did, I did. For example, I've gotten my skydive license. I've been scuba certified. I've skydived or I've skydived in 30 different times in Houston and I want to go a lot more. I've been scuba diving in Thailand. I have a podcast that I started. It's grown. But it started by saying, I'm going to do this and actually taking action. So just a firm and very strong reminder to everyone in the audience to start whatever it is that you've been waiting on. Don't wait anymore. The lights will never all be green. You have to start today. Love it. That's great. Great, great message. Thank you so much for being here, Chris. I really uh, enjoyed it. And I know the listeners will as well. Thank you, Rob. I really appreciate your time today as well. All right. Awesome. This has been another episode of Clear Choices. And thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've been inspired and motivated by what you heard today, please subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. Post it on social media, invite friends, and let me know if you have any potential guests. While you're there, leave us a review. We'd love to connect with you as well, so check out our Facebook page by searching Clear Choices. 
I'm available for speaking engagements, and you can find more information by visiting our website at clearchoices.live. And all this can be found in our show notes. Join us next week for more inspiring stories that can help us all make clear choices. Thanks for listening.